Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of This Week in the Bush League, hosted by the Chief and the Champ. I'm the Chief, and it seems like the year of the injured reserve list. It, uh, wow, it, we, that really is true. And um, I am the Champ, and as Paul Simon wrote, I am slip-sliding away. <laughs> yeah, he had a rough week. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Here, here's the worst part is – is that I, I look um, making my roster moves for period 11, and um, I noticed that a lot of teams, a lot of players on my team, only have five games next week. So it's not going to get any better next week for me. Uh, yeah, that's bad. Hey, you know what? When you talk about only five games, you know what I noticed this year, and I don't know if I've noticed it any other year, is there's teams that don't play on Friday nights. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of weird what baseball has. Their schedule is a little bit uneven. But you're right. There were a couple of Fridays in the past that they didn't play. And, and, and also on Memorial Day, um, not all the teams were playing. I would think that would be a, a big time yeah. for baseball to play. And I don't know. They seem to miss opportunities. Hey, but let's go back to your opening statement um, yeah. about injuries. So talk to me about the reserve. Uh, so... When I look at everyone's team, everyone's got players on the IL. Uh, yes. Multiple players, like starters. I'm not talking about role players. Um, and just for myself, I got five that are starting players on the IL. And when you're talking about a 10-team National League-only league, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> it, it, it is definitely brutal. I mean, look at, look at mine. I have 11 reserve spots. And as we talked about before the, the show game, um, began, Tanner on the IL, and I have one in the minors, and I still have a player on my active roster that, that's injured. Um, so it, it has been really tough for, for, you know, major league teams as well as uh, roto teams and, and Bush League owners uh, to manage this. Um, fortunately, I have enough players out there, but I don't know. What does it mean? I mean, it's, it's it, well, it affects Fab, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, it, it does. And, and I know, um, like Bob Kirk has mentioned about, there's a degree of, of a person on the IL. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. But everyone has been hit pretty hard by at least a, a week to 10 days. And this isn't COVID stuff. I, I think a lot of it is actual injuries. These guys are getting yeah. injured. And, and um, the, as I'm looking through, the only, the only team that I see that doesn't have anything significant are the Sewerhawks. Yeah, he's done, and you know what? Um, he's done a really good job. He's done a great job of of managing his team. As much as it pains me to say that, because he's 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 looking ahead um, in terms of his his fab picks. He's managed that really well. He 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 has just done a really good job from from the start with retention and all the way through through the draft through fab. Yeah, and and well, he had that little scare with Tatis, but that didn't last long. No, you're right. You're right. And you know what? Good for him. Um, it's going to be a little bit tough for me to 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 put up with his smugness um, this Thursday <laughs> as we go to Citizens Bank Park. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he won't listen to the podcast before then so I can just say things and, you know, take the pain after the fact. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but we, we, had a, we had some um, – the league had a lot of movement. This week we had 15 fab and then two fairly big trades. So we'll, yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. So one of the things you and I talked about are some poor starts to, you know, we're, we're at the one third mark, right? We're about 60 yes. games in. We'll pass that. Yep. Yeah. Almost to where we were last year. Correct. Right, you know, last yep. year. Yeah. So, uh, so I went through everyone's roster and I just picked one person, and when I okay. when I looked at bad starts or slow starts, however you want to define the start, uh, I looked at someone that the owner was expecting more. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna start with me. I got Eugenio Suarez. He's batting 160 yeah. with a 607 OPS. He's got 31 runs. He's got 13 homers and 28 RBIs. Jim, if I can hit, if I can get him to hit 100 points higher. That is a huge effect on my offensive standings. That's pretty significant, and that's still only two hundred and sixty, right? Yeah, 
he just looks really bad at the plate. Oh. Um, you know, I, I've seen him the, the last three games um, against the Cardinals, and, and it, it truly is, you know, feast or famine. You know, he only has 34 hits um, this year, right? Yeah. Yep. And over half of those are extra bases. Nineteen of those are extra bases. Six doubles and 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 thirteen homers. So he's not, you know, seventy four strikeouts. So he is he is the king of the the three true outcomes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and is he was he still leading off? Um, they dropped him down yesterday. Okay. Um, but on Thursday's game, yeah, they still had him leading off. All right. Uh, and then I went to the Bulls. They got uh, Herman Marquis. Marquez? Yep. Yeah, right? Marquez, yep. So yep. He, he made a trade in the offseason for this guy. He's He's got a 4-1-3 ERA, which he brought down from the middle of the week, a 1-3-9 whip and three wins. Yeah, yeah Mar- Marquez had a good outing this week. You know, he, went, he got he got a – no, he didn't get the decision, but pitched uh, seven innings, seven strikeouts. Um, but, yeah, um, rocky pitchers are, are just always dangerous, right? Yeah, they are, and and even the ones that have good years, they don't really seem to follow up with them. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, um, and then I went to the Bearcats, and th- this may seem a little odd because some of his numbers are pretty good. I got Bryce Harper, so he's hitting. He just came off the DL. He's hitting two two seventy five. He's got an eight eighty three uh, OPS. He got twenty six runs scored, but he's only got fourteen RBIs. So when I'm thinking of Bryce Harper, I'm thinking you don't buy him to get some runs scored, right? You buy him either for the whole package or homers and RBIs. Yeah, uh, this is this is the Bearcats, right? Tom's the owner um, of, of Harper. Didn't he address this when we had him on a couple weeks ago? Because you had asked about that. And, you know, you as a Phillies fan, do, do they just pitch around Harper? Do they not have protection in front and behind him in the lineup? Well, yeah, he doesn't have protection. But I'm sure he's been up. I don't know the stats, but I'm sure he's been up with men on base. Okay. And then, I, you know, and I'm always, you know, I've said this for years, and I've said it on, on this show for the past year or so, is that guys who are RBI guys sometimes need to swing out of the strike zone. I'm not saying swing it, you know, balls in the dirt. But I'm saying instead of taking the walk, sometimes you got to put try to put the ball in play. I mean, that's your job. That's the only reason he's there. So I, I look at that sometimes. And we, we when we looked at those Hank Aaron years, that guy didn't walk a hundred times, and he didn't walk a hundred times because you know it's not like they were trying to pitch around him. He probably went after so pitches. Are, are are you suggesting that batters, uh, the really good batters, are the ones that are around the fringes? Um, just off the plate, are, are putting the balls in play, whether it's a single to right or, 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 or down the line, right field line, left field line, that type of thing. Yeah, that's it. Okay. It, it, look at guys like that were that had big RBI years, even for a short time, like Galarraga. Remember, Galarraga used to be an RBI machine. Well, that guy didn't walk, and it's not because they were like, "Well, I'm not afraid of Galarraga. I'm just going to throw this guy strikes." Guy, he he could do some damage, and he probably swung off the plate sometimes. Yeah, so I'm talking about where there's guys on base. Okay. Are, are, do you like a batting profile like uh, Vlad Sr., who would pretty much swing at anything and could hit even balls that bounce in the dirt? <laughs> he knocked in runs, man. Right? He did, didn't yeah, he? He knocked in runs. Yeah. His son's not a bad player either, is he? I, I think he's in the lead for the Triple Crown right now. <clears throat> so I, I've been on this guy for three years and in the Republic League. I, I've had him the last two years. And, um, you know, hasn't performed very well. And, of course, this year I don't have him. And uh, he's all world. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get his cuts. That's what you like about yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and then I went to the dudes. Uh, I I didn't select any of his pitchers, but I did. I, Francisco Lindor, he's hitting two twenty two, which actually came up a couple points since midweek. 659 OPS. Yeah. Same thing, 29 runs, 5 homers, 13 ribs, 4 stone bases. I mean, you buy this guy for the whole package, not just the runs. You know, let's, let's, we'll give um, Mets um, a, a break because, you know, their roster was decimated. I, I, you know, all of their starting, uh, starting eight, with the exception of Lindor and Dominic Smith, have spent time on the, uh, the IL this year. So, so maybe there's some continuity there. I know he hasn't performed well early and getting used to the league, but... Um, I expect, as we've seen this this past um, 
stat period that he's starting to pick it up. He is. Yeah, he had a pretty good week. Um, yeah, we'll, so we'll see if he can maintain that. Um, then I went to the Rebs. Uh, I just picked Pete Alonzo. Uh, 242 is probably his average. He's got a pretty good uh, OPS. He's a little shy on the run, uh, homers, which, you know, Alonzo the past couple years have, you know, hit the ball out. He's definitely not on pace to hit 50. Um, yeah, w- once again, another injured Mets, and yeah. he is now well, formerly of the Reds, right? Alonzo had, uh, in a trade that we'll talk about, went to uh, the Mighty Ducks. Yep. And then uh, with the Sewer Hawks, I didn't know who to pick, and I picked Tommy Pham. <laughs> I picked Tommy Pham, which the other nine owners would love to have in their outfield. But he's I was going to say, I'm looking at these stats. I wish I had. That looks like, uh, you know, my average stat for the entire year for every my, one of my players. I know, yeah. Except I, the six stolen bases. I don't have that. So, I mean, there's still a lot of value there. There is a lot of value, and that's probably his worst player. That's his worst player. Ah, good gracious. I <laughs> uh, went to the Lakers. Probably Max Freed has has had a bad or slow start. He he just can't seem to find a find a rhythm in a game. Yeah, you know what? He's yeah, yes, well well said. Because uh, after he came back from the injury, he had a couple of good starts, followed by a couple not so good starts. Yeah, um, and then for you, uh, you know, Yelich, um, he's another one. He had twenty three runs scored, nine RBIs. Uh, again, you pick him for the whole package, and um, yeah, I know he's been hurt, but it's at least a yeah, it's it's not what you had hoped. Well, to to your opening point, um, you know, I retain this guy for three bucks, just like Story. Yeah. They're, they're not performing like uh, you know, first or second round draft choices. Yeah, and then uh, I left. To, so the Ducks, I put everyone. <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was kind of led by, um, uh, up until yesterday, uh, gosh, the, the Reds pitcher, um, um, why, why is it escaping? Yes, Castillo. Yeah. Up until yesterday, until he met the, the that buzzsaw offense of the Cardinals, um, he had been really bad uh, throughout the season. I mean, that that was, like you said, probably just one of many for, for the Mighty Ducks. It seems like... Anybody that the Ducks touch or have on their team, they just instantly go on the disabled list, have the you know career worst year, that type of thing. Yeah, I, I think I would argue that, uh, I mean, his his three best players that he, he spent money on, Betts, Freeman, and McNeil, have done, I mean, Freeman's probably the best of the three of them, stats right now, but they are way underperforming. Uh, Soroka got hurt again, Castillo's bad. Um Carrasco never came back when you know, everyone originally thought they would come back. So, yeah. Um, and then the last one, the stat men. I really couldn't find anyone who, if I defined a bad or slow start, was underperforming. Like, I think he could probably argue that McCutcheon's not a good player, but I'm sure Bill would say that, hey, the guy had three homers last, last week. Like, I'm cool with that. Like, I know he goes 0 for, 0 for 10 games, but... Every once in a while, he wakes up. So I, I really think the stat men are probably right where they ought to be. You know, you, you mentioned this last week about how consistent his team has been um, from from week to week. And I'm going to liken them to, to Nick Markakis, who we've talked about before. And I've called him boringly awesome. You know, Bill's team, his, his offensive team, is really boringly awesome. You know, outside of Aguilar, um, who continues to, to rake, you, you look at the rest of them like, huh, uh, how is the sum of this more than the parts? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so when I looked at his roster, I thought, you know, I'm sh- uh, yeah, everyone's performing above or at what I'm sure he probably thought they would perform at. So, hey, how about how about for you? You, you talked about uh, Eugenio Suarez. Yeah. Um, what about that Carlos Martinez start? Um, was it last Monday or Tuesday? I watched that. That was brutal. Yeah. You know, when I first read your text, you said your boy Martinez has thrown a gem. And that yeah. what came up on my phone. I'm like, ooh, okay. And then I saw the, like, LOL or something. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, I didn't even look. You know, I didn't look at my team for 24 hours because I thought, mm. like, how bad could this be? Yeah. <laughs> and then when I saw it, I, didn't, I certainly wasn't going to turn it on the TV. After I saw you were being sarcastic, and then he he pitched two thirds of an inning, 
Six hits, four walks, ten earned runs, and one K. <laughs> like, I'm sure that was the pitcher. So, uh, I think everyone that he, other than the two outs, scored. You might be right. You might be right. That was the inning that Cody Bellinger had six RBIs in that first inning oh my against the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, that's a week's worth for me, and he had it in one inning. Oh my you, you know, you, you know the positive side of of that that wait, game. Wait, is there a positive? Yeah, there there was. I think it was a ten o'clock start, and since it was over in the first inning, I was able to get to to bed by eleven. <laughs> I didn't have to stay up for any late minute uh, last minute drama. So, well, you watched the get you watched that two thirds of an inning. Oh, I did. It was brutal, and you you can just tell with Martinez. Yeah, he just yeah. kind of he just kind of loses it really quick. He gave up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. I know. And and it, looking back, I think you and I were bidding on him and I got yeah. him for a dollar forty and I should have stopped at a dollar thirty five. Yeah, thank you, because this year could have even been a bigger disaster. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was rough. And, and the funny thing is my whip really wasn't affected, but my ERA was yeah, I think I dropped almost two two spots in one night. Um, yeah, it was it was it was it was gorgeous until I had some bad starts and yeah. decided to get you know to drop below you by the end of the week. The funny thing is, you and I rotate in that ERA, and it's really not because one performs well; it's just the other one performs worse. That's, that's yeah. Well, well, it, it, it's hard when you have teams like the Lakers, and you know Kevin Gosman is throwing well, seven shutout innings every start. Yeah, and he he had another week where he didn't give up a run. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know what? It, it, he's an interesting case, right? Because I think he was a player that um, the Giants, because I, I think the Giants acquired him in 2020, and they offered him a qualifying offer, which was $18 million. And I know the Giants got a lot of flack for that. Um, who's looking like the geniuses now? Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, 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 the MLB best San Francisco Giants. Yeah, I guess if I'm a Giant fan and I'm thinking, we got Di Scalfini and Gausman. Like that's our best pitchers. <laughs> they're actually one of the best pitch. You know, they're they're in that top top half of of, yeah. of starters. You know, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So then, w- when you look at the week, uh, the Statman had a really good week. They had an eighty. Uh, the Rebs had a good week. The Sewerhawks are normal. Um, the dudes actually had a really good pitching week, which he needs. He needs good pitching weeks to to kind of maintain where he's at, or if he's going to. Well, and, and and do you know the person that exemplifies his pitching more than anybody? Um, let me just pull this up um, right now. It, it, it's Blake Snell, right? Because Blake yeah. Snell, I, 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 I'm not looking at the game log, but I think this is probably the first time he's gone um, more than five innings or more than six innings all year long. He pitched seven shutout innings. I believe his his last start, and that's got to make uh, Josh's team uh, and Josh feel, feel feel much better. But I think he's kind of the uh, the bellwether for that team. Yeah, and even you know after two months, you feel like all right, I need to see like three starts like that. Three yeah. or four and who's starts. this guy Wade Miley? He has on his team. Where did he come from? Is he, that's his best pitcher? Yeah. <laughs> um, then the Bulls Bulls had a pretty good week. Lakers, and then I had a. I was in seventh, you were in eighth, and then the Ducks and the Bearcats. But it's funny, I, I had a – well, this is up until last night, but I actually gained points overall, so I don't know how that math works. But anyway. It's, um, it's really weird, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, the, the stat man the hit them and the Lakers flop positions two and three. Um, the Sewerhawks are still have a perfect 50 in, in batting in the offensive category. Yeah. The second week in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have the the dudes, the the Rebel Lions seem to be battling out for fifth. And then I, me, you, and Bob seem to come to the verge of that line and then fall fall off. Yeah, so, so just another point here. Um, so not only am I going to get uh, ribbed by Bob Kirk and his league-leading performance, but remember, two or three weeks ago, after we had Bob Freeze on, and you asked me, can he make a run? And uh, I said, no, nah, nah, no way. Well, he's, he's ahead of me again, so I'm sure 
um, him and I are driving down together. Um, I'm sure I'll hear that too. So I just got to, you know, thank you, sir. May I have another? <laughs> so the other thing I was going to ask you, I, um, I see that Yelich, this is his first week of playing every day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had a couple homers. He got, he had a caught stealing, um, like what? Where, where do you think he's at? Like, what, what's his issue moving forward? Well, I mean, the, the problem is is is, is the back. I, I think that I mean, the fact that he's attempting to steal is is, is a good sign. Um, I, I'm hoping because the, the Brewers are in second place and, and moving up quickly. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that he's all the way back, and not only for my team, but I can use him as as trade bait if like people like Rick are listening. <laughs> so he has that back injury, and and I, I feel like that's been kind of a thing with him. Like, when was that diagnosed? Uh, you, well, you know when it was diagnosed, so about a week back. <laughs> That's a good one. That's yeah, the old the old three yeah. stooges yeah. line never fails, does it? What I I meant, like, it, it, did he walk into the season with that? No, no. I, I think he played a couple. Um, I, I want to say in the first week, first week or two, um, is when it developed again. But I, the, you had pointed out early in the year. I think it was right around retention time. Because when I said I was going to retain him, and you said, "Man, you have some concerns." Somebody that's twenty eight, twenty nine years old with back problems. Yeah. That always did concern me with him, and I, and I've had him for you know a couple of years. You've had him for a couple of years, and I think well, you traded him to me. The Lakers had him for back a back years. in back in nineteen. Yeah, I think the guy's been on three teams, just me, yeah. you, and Rick. Yeah, and I, I always had concerns about that with him, but you know, then one then he wins the MVP one year. So, um, you know, the other thing I, I I read today when you were talking about Milwaukee is the Twins and Josh Donaldson. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, same kind of injury you mean, or no, back that, problems? That the Twins are look maybe maybe looking to move him, and the Brewers, okay. Brewers would be a fit because they need offense. Huh. Okay, yeah, um, yeah um, Minnesota, as we talked about, has to be the most disappointing team in Major League Baseball, and and they just continue to get worse. They're actually below the t- uh, Tigers now in the AL Central. So I wouldn't be surprised if if Donaldson is, is traded, and I would be looking if I were some of these pitching stars teams at Jose Barrios um, as well. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. I, I I forgot about him. Yeah, so we'll 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 see as we move forward. Um, and then we got the Fab Review. Who we had fifteen players. Bought. 15 yep and you you think it's the tied for the first um the most amount since the second week yeah yep. yeah um i i, I was kind of shocked because i didn't put as many bids in so when i saw this morning that there were actually 15 players signed um it kind of shocked me how about you uh i don't know that i mean maybe not because there's still probably eight teams that think they could at least get to four, right? So we're still kind of battling a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 yeah, maybe, maybe it's a little surprising, but the, there were uh, the Sewerhawks grabbed Brad Boxberger. Yeah. From Milwaukee, they also grabbed uh, Chris Owings for a dollar. Dropped Sam Hilliard. I guess maybe he's not coming back. See, that's what I'm saying. That's that's just a smart bid, and this is where the Sewer Hawks—they don't have to worry about today and, and filling roster spots. They can plan down the road. And Chris Owings was out to a great start before he got hurt, and this is just another smart pickup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. if someone in their infield goes down, or when they trade Trevor Story, he's probably going to get some at bats. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bulls pick up Webster Rivas. You know who this guy is? Uh, I have no idea. All right. Uh, I, I, and I don't know how many at bats he's. I, I, I catch her for San Diego. Um, I, I don't know. I know uh, Austin Nola uh, is, is hurt again, um, but I got to believe that Caratini is going to get the majority of plate appearances, yeah. mostly at bats yeah, for San Diego. Um, 
and and they also picked up Matt Joyce for the Phillies. Is there anything there with Matt Joyce? No. Okay. No, nothing there. Uh, and I think that was it. Was that it? For the Bulls? Yeah. Yeah, for the yeah, Bulls, yes. That, that's it for the Bulls. Uh, Statman, Carlos Estevez. Estevez. Yeah, yep. And who did he drop? Connor Joe. Yeah. So, you know what? I was thinking about this. <clears throat> Forgive the like pun here, but he was only up for, what, two weeks? Yeah. Or or he was only up for a cup of Joe. <laughs> that was a good one. So, was... so, so like we have the Mendoza line, yeah. When we only retain players for a week or two, we're going to call it a cup of Joe. <laughs> the Joe line. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, you know, I, I don't know, maybe he'll get some spot starts or saves. I'm not sure what he does. Um, and Tucker Davidson, starter for the uh, Braves. Yeah. Yeah, I bid on him. He was, he was my yeah. backup bid okay. to, to the player I uh, acquired. All right, and you're gonna. Have did you put a bid in for Tucker Davidson? I did not. I put in for your guy. Okay, okay. And then, well, I, I thank you. You alerted me to him, and then I watched them uh, yesterday carve up the Cardinals. Yeah, I was so bad because I, 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 I could have had him for a buck last week, and I pulled it out. <laughs> I know. I'm so pissed. It does. Yeah, I, I don't need pitching, man. I need offense. I need, but there's nothing out there. Who the heck knows? Uh, right. And I think that was it for the stat man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right. Then we go to uh, – we talked about the Sewer Hawks, the Bulls, the Bearcats pick up Matt Carpenter, drop Justin Williams, I guess because he went on the DL. And they also picked up Lane Thomas, picking up backup Cardinals this week. Um, hey, you, you know how bad you know how bad the Bearcats are? They actually picked up two players that I dropped. <laughs> and I'm awful. Yeah, Justin Williams. And Matt Carpenter and Lane Thomas. And I had Justin Williams, too. Yeah, Justin Williams has made the rounds. No? Yeah. yeah it, you know what? He he has just very um, small flashes of brilliance. He plays a, a nice defense at times. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's just not consistent. And the Cardinals have given him, given him a long run. And, um, you know, when Bader comes back, he, he, he might be optioned back down again. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh then the Rebs pick. They dropped Joey Gallo. Yeah, I saw that. Um, interesting, right? To keep him all the way up to this point. It may, yeah. it, maybe if he kept him for another six weeks or seven weeks. But you know, hey, look, good for the uh, Rebel Alliance. They, um, you know, they're trying to work their way in, into the money between this and um, the trades they make. Um, I, I think they're going to go for it. Remember, he told us. That he's going to be in third place by the time he goes back to Penn State in August. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they also pick up Rafael Ortega, uh, left fielder for the Cubs, and then Abraham Almonte, outfielder for the Braves. Now you're going to get a couple good ones for you here. Uh, yeah, you're going to have to help me with this one. Yomashito, Yoshi, Yoshi, Yoshi Tomo, Satsugo. All right, sure. <laughs> and for the Dodgers, spend a lot of money on that guy. You know what? I just realized that in Duolingo, not only are you going to take Spanish lessons, but you're going to take Japanese lessons as well. Why? Why? Yeah. Yeah, for pronunciation. Come on, we're professionals now. Um, as you quote, as you said prior to our uh, our, our podcast, you said we kind of know what we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, I think the definition of professional is you get paid for what you do. So, yeah, we're okay. right there. Uh, and then, no, we're almost there. We're, yeah. our, our, our metrics are almost there. <laughs> and then uh, Kai Tom comes back. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know if I would have... That's, inter- that's an interesting drop, don't you think? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, I got to think I gotta think that somebody's going to bid somewhere along the line on Yanoa. Don't you think? I, I would. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Because I, I I think he's still what a couple weeks away. Uh, it's probably mid uh, mid July probably before he does some rehab starts. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the Lakers picked up Patrick Wisdom. Ah, uh, boy. I guess 
there was wisdom in that pickup, huh? I mean, he paid a, he paid a uh, what, 17? He went 17 for, for wisdom? Yeah, and I think um, he was probably thinking, I, I, I got to get this guy, and I'm not messing around. I have more money than everyone, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the whole Ozuna incident kind of forced his hand into this. Um, Patrick Wisdom was actually um, a cardinal farmhand. Um, and just like all good cardinal farmhands, um, like uh, Adelise Garcia and Randy Arozarena, um, you know, they're on playing on other teams and doing well. And you picked up Vladimir uh, Gutierrez. Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you had alerted to me. He's had three decent starts. Um, yeah. I, I'm hoping he's somebody I can keep in there. But if not, um, you know, at least to make spot start on my rosters until, you know, everybody comes back or at least uh, a good portion of my team comes back healthy. Yeah, uh, and I got outbid for him. And I'm so angry with myself because I probably could have well, – I could have had him for a dollar last week. What did, what did you bid yesterday, if my, if my ask? Seven. Really? Nice. I have your number now, don't I? Yeah, you do. That's all right. All right. Um, and then I picked up Jose Devers. Yeah, that's, you know what? That's that's a pretty good pickup because the Marlins are still struggling, right? Uh, Miguel Rojas is, is, is out for a little bit of time. That's my guy. Oh, okay. Well, that didn't really make sense. Yeah. So, uh, and Devers, he, 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 he's got off to a good start and he went over six last night. Um but, I mean, he'll play. You know, Birdie's not that good. Chisholm is the guy that's going to play every day, whether he plays shortstop or second, and Devers will, will fill in. And Brian Anderson, my guy's out, too. So, they, they got two yeah. guys in the infield. Yeah, and, and the Marlins seem to like, or at least more highly rated as a prospect, is uh, San Diaz as well. Yeah, and I don't know. He doesn't do anything. Yeah. He really ha- he really hasn't no. to, to this point. No, he hasn't. I think he came from Milwaukee. So 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 yeah so 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 Devers it might might be a uh, might be a pretty good pickup we'll see. I know my guy. I got this guy Jesus Sanchez. He's in the minors. Yes. He's in mm-hmm. five seventy one. Wow. Well. Um, All I need is. You think they're gonna? No, I, I, I they need to, like trade Dickerson or Marte needs to be out for the complete year before they. They're not gonna bring him up for ten days. I think they'll if someone gets traded or gets hurt for a long extended period, they'll maybe they'll bring him up then. Because you got the other guy. Yeah, JJ Bladay. Yeah. From Vanderbilt. Yeah, I I I don't think he's coming up this year. Um, the Marlins, unless the Marlins start to compete, I think he's a, a twenty twenty two call up. I don't know much about Sanchez. He's a year. He may be a year older than I think he's twenty three. So. Okay. But yeah, he's been ta- my other guy's been tearing it up too. O'Neill Cruz. O'Neill Cruz for uh, for the Pirates. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But he makes a lot of errors. I don't think it matters in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> so we'll see. Well, uh, I'm just looking at a list here. Um, one list has uh, Jesus Sanchez as the 11th top prospect for for the Marlins. Uh, number one is JJ Blade, and number two. Which we'll, we'll, we'll transition to into in terms of a trading, um, trade trade bait is Sixto Sanchez. They yeah. still have him as a prospect. Yeah. So even when if, if but if a guy's hitting over five hundred, you know, they're not going to say, "Hey, we can't bring him up because he's number 11. <laughs> right. Yeah. And he played with the Marlins last year. Sanchez. He didn't do it. Okay. Well. I mean, you know, he didn't perform very well, but he, he was a spot starter. I think a lot of those guys, they're used to playing every day. They need to play every day. Boy, you, you know what? I'm going to take this in a different direction. I, I, I'm guessing because the Marlins have some, some really good prospects on the way. They might be a year or two out, which I would think this has got to put more and more pressure on, on, on the Phillies because their window is uh, the next year or two, and it's closing pretty quickly. They don't really have many prospects, the Phillies. Yeah. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that window is going to be closing pretty soon. And they they better start making hay. Yeah, their window is closing. Mm. Yeah. Um, all right, so we had some movement in the fab, not much movement in the standings. And then we had two pretty significant trades. 
Yeah, and the ducks involved in both of them. Yeah, so yeah, everybody knows where the ducks are, um, and their two best players would be Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, right? Yep, I'd agree with that. Uh, both are. I mean, Freeman's got some counting stats, but he's not on an MVP, <laughs> like an MVP track. By any not like last year. No. no. So uh, Betts. He's been shopping with a couple teams, with a couple owners. Um, I, I never got I, – I didn't, I didn't feel like I had enough, you know, to provide him. So he, he – him and the Rebs swapped bets for Pete Alonzo and Sixto Sanchez. I like the deal. Um, certainly um, from uh, uh, the Rebs' standpoint is they're getting um, an all-world player in Mookie Betts who's going to play – every day, and he gives up Pete Alonso and Sixto Sanchez, which both of those players, I believe, um, Alonso can be retained next year for, for a buck. Um, okay. I'm not sore about Sanchez, what he paid for Sanchez. Do you know off the top of your head? Sanchez would be an oyster. Oh, he would be. Okay. So, so, so nobody's ever brought him up yet, even last year. No. Uh, Sam got him... Um... In 2019. Okay, so he didn't bring him up at all. I mean, because he he pitched well last year pitched for well, the Marlins, but we we yeah. had that restart last year. Right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yep. Good point. So, Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So uh, that's a good trade by both. Don't you think? I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I don't I don't think he's just giving them away. I mean. He gets someone, no. I mean, Alonzo's going to play right now. So, um, and, and you know, the, the, um, the, the Rebs obviously need people that are going to play every day. I mean, he took, uh, he took four zeros this past week on, in, on roster spots. So yeah, he, he needs, he needs to start making up some time. Yeah. He, yeah, he definitely needs to. And then, um, they swap and I know this, is another guy he's been shopping Freeman, um, he gives up Freeman and Discofani for Lux and Jack Flaherty to the to the staff. Um, yeah, so 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 once again, um, I, I think that's um, a, a great look to the future. First of all, for for the Ducks because Flaherty can be retained next year for a buck. Um, he should be back after the All Star break. Yeah. Um, Gavin Lux, I, I we we thought that uh, the dudes were going to retain him. The dudes did not retain him. They threw him back into. Uh, the draft this year, and I want to say he went for like a buck, buck thirty, buck yeah. thirty-five, something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good move, and, and uh, I don't know if he would retain Gavin Lux, but it's certainly Jack Flaherty, and he gets yeah. production out of Lux. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, he gets some and, production out of him. So, so the stat men, you know, they get Freddie Freeman, who already has big production at first base from Jesus Aguilar. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll see. Um, Disco only had, uh, I think, just one bad start. We gave up seven or eight runs. But other than that, he's pitched um, really well. So there, there really wasn't uh, a death at the Disco, yeah, except the, for that one start. The, the, the other part of this trade is you got to look at the context of it. So, you know, Bill just gave up Freddie Peralta, and then he has Flaherty Strasburg going to DL. So he needs to make up. I mean, that's three pitchers that he lost in seven days. So yeah, yeah. He, he needs that. He needs that other pitcher, you know, to to throw in there. I mean, I, I don't know if he thought he could wait it out for Flaherty to come back. Um, I I think he probably that, could have. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure Flaherty's going to try and come back. I didn't really think the injury was going to be all that bad. And then, you know, it's that dreaded oblique in injury. Yeah. yeah but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, he just looks like he remains strong. And, and somehow he doesn't have the reserve team. But, you know, he keeps his uh, his 14 offensive players on the field. So. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's a that, that's an upgrade. For Freeman and Lux. Definitely. Yeah. Trade. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm thinking when you're, when he's got probably the most consistent pitching staff in the league, 
and he's got six wins from Brent Suter. That's <laughs> that's a pretty nice place to be at, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so actually, how did he do that? Because I have him in the NFBC, and I I don't know when to start that guy. Maybe just set it and forget it. Who? Suter. Yeah, and he's a spot starter, right? No. He, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean they they're using him as like a long reliever. Yeah. Yeah. His, I mean ZRA and Whip are not good. He's got six wins. He runs into it. He pitches that seventh inning probably where there's turns of games. And yeah. That's that that's a pretty nice spot to be in. Um he he's only two back of Jose Urias. Urias. He's got eight wins. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so crazy. Um yeah, so I, I thought they were two good trades. I, I feel like, you know, the Ducks look for the future and get some productivity back at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then baseball news. Uh, you had mentioned that, you know, fewer minor leagues. Is this a, like an unintended consequences of the major league talent? Well, I, I I didn't know where this goes, and and we might not we might not see this for a while. But uh, obviously, there was minor league contraction. I, I think about what twenty five minor league teams went away, and then Major League Baseball kind of redistributed teams, um, so they're a little bit more local. I think they now have so they, is it three um, minor league leagues, if you will, not just the Pacific League and the American. Not Pacific League and the International League, right? Yeah. So in the Pacific League last year, you had teams like the Cardinals. Uh, their franchise was, or their 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 club was in uh, Memphis, you know, and they would you know play all the way out on the West Coast. And I think what Major League Baseball has tried to do is try to cut expenses, and because there's been such a pushback, tried to raise minor league player salaries, at least try and give them somewhat of a living wage. Yeah, no, I get it, um, and and I I feel like the, the some of the players who fall on the bad end of that margin will just join these independent leagues or go to Mexico and the Dominican, Puerto Rico, and try sure. to play there. Absolutely. Yeah, um, and you know a, a lot of the minor league rosters kind of bodies, not necessarily developing into major league players. Oh, I I would agree. Most of them. You know what is the percentage of anybody that's that's ever drafted gets to the uh, to the major leagues? I would I would love to know what that percentage is. What do you think it is? Twenty percent? Fifteen percent? Yeah, probably that. Yeah. Although I just read an article today that the Hickory Crawl Dads in 2013, every one of their starters made the major league made a major league. What? Roster. Yeah. Look it up. Oh, yeah. We're we're gonna we're gonna follow up on that. Yeah. I'm gonna write that one down. I think it was the Rangers. I think they're a Ranger. They were Ranger affiliated. Yeah, okay. I think the last guy just got to the bigs this year. Yeah. Um, none of them stick out to be like all stars. I think probably Jorge Alfaro is probably the best player. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but still. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're big league players. Um, and then you know maybe based off my comments last week. The median National League batting average is 235 right now. Damn. Well, do you know what it was? Let, let, let's throw out 2020 because that was a bit of an anomaly. What, what was it in 2019? 252. Yikes. So it's like a 17-point drop. Yeah, the OPS is a 50-point drop, 700 to 757. Eesh. Do you notice it in games? Did you yeah. find it annoying? Like, tell, 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 tell me your, your feel on this. Well, I watch it with the Phillies. And I, okay. Yeah, I, I think getting a hit is like getting a hit in Little League. You're shocked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because like I, I had the same game. feeling when I watched yeah. the Cardinals games. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, all right, he did get a hit. Yeah, I never feel like toward the end of the game that the Phillies are going to come up with a big hit. I, I, I mean, mm. Yeah. I, I I don't know. It's I think it's weird. They're not even putting balls in play, man. You know. Here, here's what I always think. Here, here's what I notice that when there's runners on second and third with nobody out, a runner on third, one out, that type of thing, I, I, I think it's. I, I'd love to know what the odds are, but I don't. I, I feel like it's less than fifty percent that um, they're actually going to score a run. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's that bad, but yeah, it should be like in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way when a when a 
like one of the Phillies hitters has a 3-0 count. I feel like that doesn't matter because the, the, the next one's going to be a gimme. And then they're probably going to chase something. Now you're at 3-2, you're hitting defensively. <laughs> well, you know, if you play for the White Sox, you're not supposed to swing at 3-0. Well, if you get the take sign. <laughs> get the backup catcher. Um, and, and just to kind of reinforce what we're talking about, the Mariners lineup on Friday night, you sent this to me. Uh, so I'm just going to go through it quickly. J.P. Crawford, 256. Hanniger, the DH, 262. Kyle Seeger, 218. Ty France, 254. Then it really drops. Fraley yeah. at 167. Kalel, how do you say that name? Uh, Kelnick. Kelnick at 101. Murphy at 170. Then he got pinch hit for for a guy to hit 208. <laughs> <laughs> so I think a 38 point increase. Um, Trammell at 177 and Walton at 220. And, and, and here's the amazing thing. You ready for this? Is that when I had done this uh, as of that Friday night lineup, Mariners were at 500. <laughs> yeah, and this is, and I know this is like, I understand statistics and I get it's not a large sample size. But Fraley hit, was hitting 167 with an 875 OPS. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, that's why I don't it's, like it's tough OPS. out there. It, it's a little misleading. Like, if Suarez would go one for four with two Ks and a homer and his. His OPS is what a one. Um, I'd, I'd have to do that. If he went, if he went one for four, well, his on base percentage would be two fifty, and his slugging percentage, yeah, would be would be seven fifty. So you're right; it would be one. Yeah. Wait, you did that math ahead of time. You didn't do I that did. in your head. One for four with two strikeouts, and his OPS is world renowned. Yeah. Uh, that I don't like it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so anyway. Um, and then you brought up the electric umpire. I guess it's being used in the Sally League? It, it is. And, and I, I just want to put that out there as kind of a placeholder to follow back up in future podcasts just, just to see what Major League Baseball thinks of this uh, electronic uh, umpire. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to YouTube some stuff on this. I'm going to see what okay. it looks like. Is there like yeah, that's a, fair. Yeah. Because um, I don't even know if I'm a fan of the Cyclops in tennis. No. Uh, Why not? I like Why the, not? I like the I like the human error part. I don't like replaying football, basketball. But I don't like replay. So you 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 like back in the John McEnroe days when he would argue? Yeah. With the umpire. I liked it. Yeah, it was entertaining. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was entertaining. He was. Um, and then uh, you mentioned that the Diamondbacks have six saves. Yeah, I just thought that was weird. <laughs> Poor Di. I know they don't have many wins, but you know, they don't have very many saves. They they don't have anything going on. What a, that that's just bad. I know we were bragging on Tim LaCastro, or I was anyway, the first month of the season, and he had the consecutive stolen base record. Or he yeah, was, and it, he's gotten thrown out ever since. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I I, I got to move him. I got I got to. I don't I don't want to give up on him yet, but yeah. And I, I've emailed our friend the Bearcats a couple times, and he's not responded. Mm, so, there's a surprise. Yeah, I know. And all I want is a Drupal Herrera. Like, I don't want anybody good. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the White Sox have his new uniform. You like it? Um, yeah. For, so, for anybody that's, that's listening, Google um, White Sox uh, Nike MLB City Connect uniform. Um they're different. Um, they'd, they'd have to grow on me. So if you're asking me right now, do I like them? I would say no. Um, they wore these uniforms, they say um, Southside across the front, and they're, they're, they're an all-black uh, jersey and, 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 and pants with, with, with a white pinstripe. Uh, don't really like it yet. It's looks got to like, grow on me. How about you? Looks like a softball uniform. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good comparison. Yeah. And it must be hot as you know what, playing in the sun in, in, in the summer. It's all bad. Although, I, I do have to admit, this picture that we're looking at right now, Tim Anderson would look cool in anything. <laughs> yeah, I like Tim Anderson. I do, too. I know. I wish he was in the National League. Um, 
All right, so we have some Twib Notes this week. Uh, this week in beer brought to you by Schaefer. Schaefer, the one beer to have if you're having more than one. I got a Kentucky Bourbon Ale from Kentucky Brewing and Distilling Company. Have you ever had a bourbon ale? I did. I think the first time I was exposed to that beer, I think Tom had given me that beer because he, you know, he's big on beers as well. What yeah, did you think? Uh, I liked it. I, actually, I really liked it. I think I would... Yeah, I would drink it often. Um, it had an 84 on the Beer Advocate site. Okay. So, um, for whatever that's worth. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, Case said he's had a bourbon ale before, too, but it was a different brand. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so let, let me ask you a couple things. Number one, do, do you like bourbon? No. I, okay. I, I want right. to. Because I watched 14 seasons of Dallas, and that's all they drink on that show. And I wanted to okay. bourbon, but I can't do it. All right. Well, yeah. so, so what you need to do is hang around Josh and I. Um, I. Actually, I think Tom's a bourbon drinker, too. And I like, um, you know, there's wines that are that are uh, stored in bourbon barrels. And I love that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the big thing, right? I love is that it. beers and yeah. wines now start to, um, they start to age them in bourbon barrels. Yeah. And, you know... On, on the other side, there there are beer barrels that people are starting to use for, you know, other types of spirits. So okay. they're they're kind of cross pollinating. Um, but <laughs> I, you know, I, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, beer advocate, you know, Bill brought this. You know, Bill's a big beer advocate. You know, he he looks okay. at the rating of, of all, right. all the beers he had. Um, what do you think of beer advocate? Uh, I I don't I question it's yeah how reliable it is. Um, well, it, it's crowdsourced, right? I mean, is, just yeah, people like you and me are putting in scores. D did you look up any beers? I did. Uh, so I looked up. Yeah, I thought I'd look up Schaefer, right? Okay. And, and what did it come up with? Uh, one of the notes was inoffensive and utterly forgettable. So, so I thought that reminded me a lot of my Bush League teams. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What did it say? Say that again? In uh, offensive. So inoffensive, right? Lack of offense, right? Yeah, and utterly forgettable. <laughs> wow. Okay, so maybe you are truly. Maybe, maybe you should be, and I guess you are the, the spokesperson for Schaefer. I you know what? We should be yeah. getting we should be getting some some funds from Schaefer for advertising. I know they would be shocked that someone brings them up every week. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be more shocked if I actually drank one. Yeah, I don't even know where to find one. Oof. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe one of these yeah. days I'll, I'll review Schaefer. Okay. Well, good luck with that. All right. So, Kentucky Bourbon Ale from Kentucky Brewing and Distilling Company. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it was so, that's a thumbs up. Okay. All right. We'll put that on the list. Yep. Thumbs up. All right. Today in baseball history, 1958, Ozzie Virgil becomes the first player of color to play for the Detroit Tigers. 1958. 1958. Okay. So, 11 years. American League was slow, weren't they, yeah. to, to integrate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them and the Pirates. Um, okay. So you remember Ozzy Virgil Jr. played for the I do. Yeah, played for the Phillies and I, I think he played for the Braves cuz I think they traded him. I think the Phillies traded him for uh Steve Bedrosian. Yeah, his dad played from 56 to, or 57 to uh 69, then Ozzy Virgil played from 1980 to 1990. Yeah, so he was on that Ozzy was on that 83 team that that won the pennant and yeah, then he yeah, then he went to Atlanta. I, I'm looking real quick. Um, yeah, he was he was traded with Pete Smith to the Braves for Steve Bedrosian and Milt Thompson. That was a wow. Good, that was a good trade for the Phillies. It was. Yeah. I think Bedrock won a Cy Young with the Phillies. He did. Yeah. All right, 1978, Bob Horner becomes the first selection of the Major League Draft. Braves promote him to the bigs immediately. He was the Golden Spikes winner at Arizona State. Uh, and then Bob Horner played in 89 big league games for the Braves in 78. 23 homers, 63 RBIs, 266 average, and an 852 OPS. Wow. In, in 89 games. Yep. Yeah. Take that all day, every day. Yeah. Uh, that's a nice little selection for, for uh, Atlanta. And do you, do you remember the Bush League Bob Horner incident? I... Don't really refresh my memory. So in '87, Bob Horner was in our draft, and the Mainliners drafted him. You know, in the auction. And then, well, I kind of figured this was going to be a controversy. That it was the Mainliners were involved. And then Bob Horner went to Japan. 
Oh, right. That's right. So back then. Was it a salary dispute or something like that? Right. So back then, if a player got traded to the American League or went on the 60-day DL, the owner got to choose someone from who, you know, from the league who wasn't, you know, in the auction and to replace him. So you called everyone. I remember you calling me and saying, hey, it's not the American League and it's not the 60-day DL. Does Rob get another player? And this was within a week before the start of the season. And I, I said no, probably because I was immature and spiteful. Um, <laughs> but I, so I so let me ask you something. Yes. What, is, what has changed in 40 years? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Nothing. I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> Do you, do you kind of half remember that? I do, and it makes me it makes me wonder why the hell did I do it for so many years? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you know, looking back on that situation, I, I really have I, I can I have empathy for you because you're probably thinking I got to deal with these knuckleheads, Kirk and Burke, and I know they're I know what they're going to say, and <laughs> and then because you're dealing with guys that were just out of high school. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, well, you know, person doesn't change all that much. Um, the interesting part was that the mainliners they actually um, finished first. They tied for first, the only Bush League tie with uh, Jim Galante and the Jazz in '87. Good for him. Good for yeah. him. Yeah. All right. 1999. Derek Jeter did not reach base against the Red Sox, ending a 54 on base streak. 54 game on base streak. That's pretty wow. impressive. Wow. That's yeah. a third of the season. Yeah, and he was on base. Uh, at the same game, Roger Clemens was a losing pitcher uh, for the Yankees, ending a 20, ending a streak of 20 consecutive victories, which I'm sure was decisions. So he went 20 okay. straight decisions with a victory. All right, so did that span over two years from 98 to 99? Yeah, probably. Something like that? Yeah, because he was with okay. the Blue Jays in 98 and then with the Yankees in 99. And he won, he won okay. two Cy Youngs with the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, all right, what are you walking off with? Um, yesterday, I found an article, um, I think it was from Sports Illustrated, um, that they talked about the, the, the next big scandal in, in baseball, which is pitchers cheating, using some sort of tacky substance to, to increase spin rate, um, not just to get a better grip on the ball, but basically to increase spin rate, and it also has effects on how the ball moves. And... Um, I should probably, I don't know, um, send this out to everybody. Because I thought the article was, it's fairly long in, in, in its length. Um, but I, th- I thought it was very interesting in, in terms of that all the pitch, it, it made it seem like all the pitchers are doing it, and it's across all teams. Is, is that what you, did you read the article? I did. You sent it to me, and I did read the article, and it did seem like um, everyone knew about it to include you know, people in the dugout. Um, so it makes me think, I, I don't feel bad for A.J. Hinch. I, like, I, I feel differently about Hinch and Cora now. Because if there's people in the dugout that know this is happening and not saying anything, what's the difference? What's the difference between Hinch and Cora? Um, yeah, I... Yeah, you're right. And, and okay, well, th- let me ask you something. Then, if we're going down that path, does this lessen the cheating scandal um, with the Astros in '17? Well, I don't know if it lessens it, but I think that people need to react to this like they did the trash can thing. Do you think it'll get that much traction? Nah, because I I think people like the whole, you know, Vaseline under the hat brim, brim of the hat. I think they. Think, okay. I think they look at it. They like the. Yeah. They they they, they like the cloak and dagger portion yeah, of it. Yeah. It's as opposed to the beating of a trash can. It's <laughs> like, um, not as cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. I I, I I don't know how I feel about this, and and even more importantly, and regardless of how I feel about it, what's Major League Baseball going to do? Yeah, they got to shut this down. Yeah, and uh, you know you. Yeah, but 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 how how are they going to do that? Uh, you brought up last week that. Like every time a ball hits the dirt, they replace it. Yeah. Did you did you read what the what the? Um, I, I guess I didn't know this beforehand, but a lot of those baseballs go back to major league. Yeah. Um, 
baseball to be analyzed. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things I did read is they lowered the seams, and I think this may be causing that. Mm. This may be a consequence of lowering the seams because if you pick up a ball that doesn't have seams, it's very hard to grip. Like right. you need, you need something. You know, you need to go to your mouth, which they allowed them to go to their mouth on the mound, not on the rubber, but on the mound before it wasn't even on the on the dirt. You know, you had to be off the dirt to go to your to go to yep. your mouth as a pitcher. Um, so they allowed that. I, I think they probably have to to yeah raise the seams a little bit, and then of course that I... that'll cause people to have blisters and yeah whatever. I don't know why they change well, stuff. It... It, it, it should be interesting, right? Because I, I, I don't think we've seen the end of this because there's been whispers all mm. along. You yeah. know, beginning of the year, baseball yep. said that they were going to, to target pitchers that um, who saw a, a spike, an increase in spin rate. And, you know, the number one lightning rod for this is, is Trevor Bauer, number one. And then number two is Garrett Cole. And yeah. his most recent start, I just read, that his spin rate dropped, I don't know, 200 revolutions or something like that, and he got hit around. So, you know, there's been whispers of him also doing the same thing. And if, you know, all pitchers are doing it, I guess some are just doing it more effectively than others. Yeah, I mean, Bowers brought that up 18 months ago that he was talking about that. Yeah. 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 So he, he, he's he been mentioning this for years, and uh, hopefully Bauer isn't doing it as he's exposing everyone else. Um well, did you see the number one step? The, the team that has the highest increase in yep. spin rate Dodgers. is the Dodgers. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, hopefully, this thing gets some legs, and it they don't have to. Hopefully, they don't have to suspend anyone. It doesn't become a big drama thing. It's like, all right, they're on to us. Back off now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's base, what baseball's hoping for too, right? They don't really want to have to suspend no. people. I don't want a Mitchell report on rosin and honey or whatever the heck they're using. It's you know what? That's the last thing they need before they head into the uh, the CBA at the end of this year. Yeah, or maybe they could do like last week's uh, today in baseball history is. Hey, you can't do this anymore, but if you're doing it now, you can do it for the next twenty years. Your grandfather, right? Like old Burley Grimes, grimy. <laughs> Nice. Uh, what are you walking off with? I'm walking off with pickup-only parking spots at convenience stores. It irritates the <laughs> like, like what? Like, 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 give me a store. Like, like Sheets yeah, or like something? Yeah, like Sheets or Wawa. The, all the, no, I don't want to say all. I'm exaggerating there. But many of the front, right up against the, the building, is for pickup-only. So I think, like, well, what the hell? Is their time more valuable than mine? Like, I don't have, I didn't, I'm picking up. I'm walking in. I'm probably going to spend more money because I'm going to impulse shop while I'm walking around there. And so I just park anywhere. I park in those pickup only, and I walk in and shop. Because there are times you not just more want somebody to say mine. something to you? No, I dare them to. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, it, it seems kind of weird, right, in those kind of stores that you would have uh, a pickup only. Uh, um, it almost sounds like it's. Instead of driving through, they just come out to, to, to meet you, which, which is really weird. I mean, you've seen lines at, at, at drive-thrus. Um, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, right? But maybe what they should do, how about this as an idea, is they should base it on calories, right, of what you're ordering. And if you're ordering a meal that's like 2,000 calories, you should park almost all the way by the end of the road so you have to walk a little bit. Because what that will do was hopefully uh, uh, offset the offset the onset of obesity, which is, you know, the next big thing, or is, is the big thing, and which is why we have all these disabled spots. You're, you're discriminating. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with, 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 with truly disabled people, but, you know, just, just because laziness is not a disability. No, you're right. Yeah. And I, I don't care about that. Like, I'll work, more, I'll, I'll work around that. But I'm, I'm, I don't want to hear about the pickup only people get, get the best spots. Because their time I, is not I, more valuable than mine. I'd almost wish that they, yeah, that um, people that, that, that park in the convenience spots um, actually do. Because they're, if, if they're in and out, boom, um, I'm okay with that. It's the ones that are getting the 64-ounce big slurp, you know, um, drinking those things down, you know. 
we can fast forward. You know what's in there? In those big big slurps? Uh, sugar. Uh, yeah, it's it's basically a road to diabetes. <laughs> Sorry, you you really got me flustered on this whole one. I, I didn't expect this. <laughs> well, I guess it's no different than your bourbons because that's all sugar too, isn't it? Uh, and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I'm not driving up there and picking it up. I'm staying at home. <laughs> when, I, when I buy a box of wine, that's like buying a, like eight pounds of cotton candy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we all have our own problems, I guess. I guess I should lighten up a little bit, but huh? Everyone should. You know what? You know, I'm just frustrated with my team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this should be good in August if you're still down there. Then. <laughs> uh. It's it's gonna well you know what yeah well 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 yeah. I got I got I got plans if things start to go south at the end of this month I got plans. So yeah, maybe we can we we can uh, title one of our podcast podcasts and another thing like you could just keep coming out <laughs> and another thing. <laughs> yeah right right. You know oh, I, I I have uh, as I used to have at work I have two forms of expression rage and silence. <laughs> And they're actually the same. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. All right. Yeah. Are we done? Yeah, we're done. <laughs> no one's listening. Yeah, we're done. Yeah. I didn't expect to end that way. I apologize to all the listeners. Hopefully, you can just fast forward through that part. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hey, oh, public service announcement. Uh, this Thursday, four of us go into Citizens Bank Park. Um, we're actually going <laughs> to... For a 1 o'clock game, we're meeting at 11 to tailgate in Lot A. Um, if anybody is still interested, um, text Bill. He still may be able to get tickets. Otherwise, we'll see Bob, Bob, and Bill on Thursday. Hey, real quick, because it just popped in my head. You remember that episode yeah. in The Office where uh, Dwight gave uh, Stanley a heart attack with the fake drop, fire drill? Which was probably the funniest episode of the epi- uh, the office. And when he had to give the apology, he's like, "Oh yeah, I made Stanley sit on the couch and eat butter and sugar his whole life." <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you jog on up here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Yeah. You know what? If we had a website, I would put a link to that episode. That that is a classic episode. It's a two part episode, I think, isn't it? it? Or maybe not. It's it's the funniest episode they've ever done. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. Uh, so have a good week, and we'll see you all next week. See you, champ. Yes. See you, Chief. <laughs>